to Big Rod the Champs Podcast. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to be a little louder than usual. My ears are both fucked. Usually it's just one or the other, but now, like, both are fucking just, I'm, I'm like, can't hear shit. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I've tried so many goddamn things. The first topic we're going to talk about today is fucking earwax congestion. What's up with that? <laughs> no, seriously, that's not a rhetorical question. Somebody tell me what the fuck I'm supposed to do. Every doctor tells you not to use a Q-tip. And then they say the ear is self-cleaning. Like, it's been months. It hasn't gotten infected, thanks, thank God. But, like, what the fuck is this shit? No, nothing else works. What am I going to do? This is fucking horse shit. Ah... Like I was just at the hospital. I've been I've been to the doctor a few times, but the thing is, I got so many issues that are bigger than this that I just uh, fuck. I don't know. You know what though? It's kind of nice not being able to hear sometimes. Most of what people says says most of what people are saying is fucking nonsense, and it's just easier to just have it completely muffled to the point where you can't hear it, or it's like. I'm not deaf, but when a lot of people are talking at the same time, I can't differentiate. I'm trying to quote the, the guy from fucking The Office. I can't remember his name, but uh, he's really fucking funny. He's also on Better Call Saul. Um, the guy with the fucking baseball cards. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Anyway. I'm just sitting here reminiscing about TV shows I watch and chuckling to myself. I hope that's what you guys tuned in for. You know, if you guys want to sit there and reminisce about some TV shows, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll give you a minute. <laughs> you know what? One day, you're going to be reminiscing about this great show and all the great things I said. Maybe not this episode necessarily. Well, one day your ears are going to stop working here and be like, you know who fucking understands that shit? That fucking idiot, Big Ron, the champ, he understands. Oh, fuck. You ever, like, pre-rehearse, pre-rehearse, rehearse a fucking... You ever try to make up a word it doesn't work? I, I should practice these things before I get on here, but I, I don't. I'm giving you everything raw, unedited, like a fucking unwrapped wiener right in your ace. Anyway. I was just listening to, um... That fucking David Spade, fucking Dana Carvey, uh, uh, podcast. Actually, David Spade's all right sometimes. I do like the guy, but it's he's so often just like that wienery kid that, like, you know, it's like adults are talking. He just like interrupts with like a really stupid, lame story or just like some really immature comment or like a dorky laugh. Now, I like to make fun of people who are doing a lot better than me, and I, I uh, it feels good, you know what? So it's like it's like people make fun of me all the time because I'm such a fucking huge success. So uh, and also, you know what? You know what helps tune that out? Ear problems, hearing issues. All right. Oh yeah. So anyway, you ever started this earlier? You ever rehearse like a fucking funny joke? I remember one time I was going to McDonald's. My buddy worked there, and he. Um, I don't. I, I feel like it's, I feel bad calling my buddy. He's like my best friend in the whole world, and I'm calling him just a buddy. It sounds like you know, because I remember actually him and other people in my life getting really offended. I always thought the term buddy was like a, a positive term, like yeah, this is my buddy. 
And, um, but sometimes when someone's like, hey, buddy, is like, don't fucking call me buddy. <laughs> I remember him and other people getting like really upset by the term buddy. But that actually just goes to show words are, words are just fucking words. It's the meaning behind them. Because sometimes you can call your friend an asshole and it's with the mo- the big, the love, the most love and fucking affection. But then sometimes you can call someone buddy or friend or sir even. And it's the most offensive fucking term. Because you're saying it with like contempt and like disrespect and shit. It's the it's the meaning behind it. I remember I had this fucking T-shirt when I was in, uh, when I was a fucking teenager. I was in grade nine, so I was anywhere between I don't know fucking thirteen to twenty. <laughs> um, one of seven fucking schools I I went to. I got kicked out a lot. Can you imagine anyone kicking me out? Mild mannered, soft spoken, fucking young Ronzo. Long before I was Big Ron the Champ. That was back when I was a little scrawny, Ronnie punk-ass fucking kid. Anyway, this one teacher said, I don't believe that, like, words possess any power. I don't believe that words, like, good and bad words, I don't believe in that. I just believe in, like, bad thoughts or bad feelings. Like, it's what they convey. And I really, that was really moved by that. So then I, I had this, uh, I found this shirt at a thrift store. It was a Marilyn Mansion shirt. And on the back it said, I am the god of fuck. And, uh, it was both said a swear and it was like kind of uh sacrilegious you know double whammy um anyway my te- the teacher flipped out and i was like what the fuck and um anyway i was like i was like i don't, I don't get it i'm like you of all people you said you didn't believe in bad words now you're making me you want me to fucking take my shirt off because or or whatever you wanted me to put my shirt inside out or something and uh, I was like, what the fuck, man? You're full of shit. Like, that's, you know, I mean that from the heart. But anyway, it is what it is. I was just being a fucking dickhead. But he's also a fucking hypocrite. And here I am fucking 20-something years later, and I'm still fucking angry and bitter about it. I remember he was like, I think he was gay. There, One teacher was a bull dyke, and one teacher was... Um, a huge obese dude so but no one knew their names they just called him the fat fuck the fag and the 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 dyke um and <laughs> i don't think any of those are nice things to say because the fucking dyke chick was also fat and i feel like you know that kind of got left out and um I don't know, I, and I think the fucking gay dude was a total fucking dickhead and it had nothing to do with the fact that he was gay. So, uh, and the fat guy was actually a really nice guy, so, I don't, I, anyway, <laughs> I can't even remember what I was trying to say here. Um, uh, fuck, hold on, give me a second. I think I was trying to be funny. That was the theme of what, where I started. It was like, you know when you go into a thing, and uh, huh, that guy's side mirror fell off. That's funny. Now that's that's funny. Anyway, uh, when you go in and you have this joke in your head that you made up and it's so funny, the thing is, is you gotta think about. Well, you're not sure whether or not something's funny. I love telling jokes on here because, as far as I'm concerned, everyone listening, all fucking seven of you, are laughing your asses off hysterically, rolling on the floor, tears in your eyes, just like peeing your pants with laughter. <laughs> that's what I imagine. And that's wonderful. And until anyone tells me otherwise, no one can take that away from me. Or when even when people do, I'm still like, shut the fuck up. Uh, anyway, so I, I was like, I was going to McDonald's to get my regular order, like 59 cent hamburger and a fl- free glass of ice water. 
that was my fucking order. And um, what's it called? I was like, oh, I'm going to, uh, my usual order is I, I say, uh, can I please get a, a cup of water with ice and a fucking hamburger with no ice? And I think that's fucking hilarious because putting ice on a hamburger is absurd. <laughs> All right, let me just take another moment. <laughs> ice on a hamburger. Or maybe if I asked for a water with no pickles or something, that'd be funny. But then I'd have to order a hamburger with no pickles to line up the joke. You guys, you guys understand? It's fucking hilarious. But if you've ever worked at McDonald's, like my buddy, not only did he work at McDonald's, my buddy, my my fucking best buddy, um, got to keep this anonymous. But anyway, he he not only worked at fucking McDonald's. Now this guy's worked a lot of fucking jobs, but I guarantee he would count this as a very fucking stressful job because of the shit hell that these people fucking go through. Because he worked. And he worked the night shift. And he worked the night shift where, like, everyone from the bar would come in. And they were fucking ridiculous. Those obnoxious fucking idiots. And, again, a bunch of people that think they're fucking hilarious or they're really cool or they're really awesome. And they're just quite the opposite. But not only that, he worked the night shift and they ended up firing, like, three or four people. So he ended up doing the work of, like... I remember the guy would work, like, 12, 14, 12 to 14 hour shifts, like, seven days a week for, like, months on end. And it was just, like... Like, people in sweatshops in Vietnam or Cambodia would be like, fuck, that guy works too hard. You know, like it, it was absolutely insane. The guy still works too hard, but, um, what was my point? He was just like, don't fucking tell that stupid joke. Like, don't do it. And it like, yeah, it went exactly as fucking terribly as you think. Like they were just like, what, what? Cause like people are saying stupid shit to them all day long and like, they have to take it seriously. And like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have a sense of humor when you work at a fucking job like that. And, like, I, I every day I have to listen to... Like, I, I, paid, I paid back my fucking penance, my, uh, what's the word? Reparations. <laughs> as far as, like, being an annoying fuck, I get annoyed ten times over in my adult life. Uh, with people trying to be funny or people trying to like, yeah. So if you think a fucking one-liner is funny, it might, it may or may not, may or may not be. And that's irrelevant. Just think of who you're fucking saying it to. And if they want to hear your stupid fucking joke, like I always mentioned that fucking piano guy and everyone kept saying like, what's the difference between a piano and a fish? You can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. And like, he had so much fucking anger, bitterness. And like, you know what I mean? Like you hear a joke. 10, 20 times, you know, it's like, it's so old. And so like, that joke is one of the best jokes of all time. And like I said, it was in Rocky five, Rocky V. I already said all this. And then that triggered the fucking memory of some other shit. The guy that said Rocky V, that whole thing. Anyway, that whole thing, that was a terrible impression of Frank Vincent. I was trying to, uh, that was, that wasn't even an impression. I was just trying to reference, uh, the Sopranos. When uh, <laughs> little Carmine's like, the whole thing with your brother. What? That whole thing? Fuck, my ears are so fucked. I, I can't even do an impression now. Fuck's sakes. I love that fucking character. Both of those characters. I love Frank Vincent. He's so good at being an asshole. Um, actually, in the movie Gotti, he was a nice guy. And uh, they killed him. There's a spoiler right there. Well, fuck, the guy died in real life. I mean, there's no, what do you want from me? This fucking shit all took place a long, long time ago. Um, but anyway, that's the only time I remember that guy playing a fucking, uh, a nice guy, but that little Carmine character is so goddamn funny because he's just such a fucking moron. <laughs> what a fucking stagmire. Anyway, 
I, uh, oh yeah, back to the ear thing. I've had these ear troubles intermittently my whole life. Uh, this is riveting stuff, guys, riveting stuff. Um, and anyway, I went into the fucking pharmacy and I thought this was going to be so funny. I was complaining about some ear medication and I said, they don't work. And also they taste so bad. And they were like, eardrops, obviously you're supposed to put in your ear. And I thought this was the funniest fucking thing ever. They were like, just like trying to explain because like, by far, it, it, there's no chance that that was even the stupidest thing they heard that day. Like, not joking, but serious. Um, like, and, and I go through this with customers, too, because customers will make jokes. Like, like you'll put all their furniture in their house and be like, oh, that's the wrong thing. And I'll be like, oh, really? Like, And they're like, oh, just joking. I'm like, it happens more often that it's... Like, that actually happens... And it's not funny because that actually happens. Like, you know, a lot of times things get mixed up. We, we process a lot of fucking work, a lot of orders. So uh, I'd appreciate it if you stopped making a mockery of our pain, you insensitive cocksucker. No, I'm just joking. Ah, fuck. No, I'm not joking. That's the point. Of, that's the theme here, guys. So anyway, be careful. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, people just... Uh, aren't always ready to receive your goddamn fucking humor. This is what I say. You got to be in the right mindset, you know? And it's like sometimes you could hear or see the exact same fucking thing. And sometimes it's uh, wonderful and sometimes it's not. Like, for example, like uh, when you're up at night drinking, you know, like fucking... Or if you smoke cigarettes, they taste and smell like the most delicious thing in the world. But then or if you're up all night drinking, another drink is like the most delicious, wonderful thing your brain could ever imagine. But then the next morning... Unless you're a fucking raging alcoholic, um, and you're like hungover as shit, then the the thought of having a drink is like the most horrific, fucking disgusting thought you can't even entertain. It just makes you want to puke, and that is the right reaction. Uh, but the thing is, you condition yourself to fucking love the poison, and then uh, you can actually get your body addicted to it so that it doesn't feel bad anymore, and then drink, uh, and then you get cirrhosis of the liver. Now this is uh this is comedy, right? Uh I'm trying to be funny here. No, anyway, what the fuck was my point? Oh yeah, uh mental conditioning and doing things in the right uh for to say moment or how things are different in different uh context. Holy fuck. Anyway, I I just had to even if I'm stammering fucking incoherently, I, <laughs> I don't even know if I'm doing it on purpose anymore. I try to make it seem like I am, so it's not as embarrassing. Like, when you know you can't spell a word, so you just spell it so ridiculously bad. I was trying to spell, like, for example, the word yarmulke. I can't even say it. Yarmulke. And um, I was watching... I had to watch, for some reason, that uh, part of Curb Your Enthusiasm, where he freaks out because he fucking drops his yarmulke. And one of the guys is pretending to be, like, super-duper Jewish. Holy fuck, it's 9 o'clock, guys. I thought I was early. I'm actually late. Anyway, I love you all. Signing off. I'll finish this yarmulke story later. Be well. Alright, welcome back. Big Brand the Champ here. Last fucking segment, we were talking a serious topic. Earwax. Alright? We're talking about fucking, uh, like that line in Alpin, uh, what the hell's that Al Pacino movie? keeps going, hoo-ah, scent of a woman, clear the friggin' wax out of your ears, <laughs> oh, that was a terrible, uh, Al Pacino, hoo-ah, ah, fuck, I can't even get that, hoo-ah, yeah, 
<laughs> oh my god, I love uh, Frank Caliendo's fucking Al Pacino is great. You guys never watched Frank Caliendo. Uh, one of my favorites was that fucking. It was Will Sasso and Frank Caliendo playing um, fucking ah, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino go for ice cream or whatever. Uh, oh my god, that's just one of my fucking favorites. I don't know. Will Sasso's always good. He's so fucking funny. Actually, I just watched one of my favorite Mad TV skits of all time. Um, the fucking Sopranos spoof. Holy shit, that shit's funny. Actually, it's fucking hilarious because uh, I was like, who the fuck is this guy who looks so, sounds so much like uh, like Big Pussy, like um, Vincent Pastore? And it turns out that was uh, Joey Diaz. But, like, he, yeah, he just happened to look and sound so much like fucking Vincent Pastore that he got a bunch of fucking work. Um, I don't know. I found that was fucking hilarious. The funny thing was, is listening to that guy's fucking podcast, he had Vincent Pastore on there as a fucking... Uh, a guest, and he was talking about how he, he teaches his acting class, and it's like, he might be the greatest actor in the world, but what fucking role has Vincent Pastore played? He's got the fucking range from the big fat fucking mobster, to the other big fat mobster, to the big fat mob guy, like, what the fuck, and he's teaching, you know what I mean about credibility? I don't know. I, I think I've already said this anecdote. When I get a good one, I fucking like to bring it out at least 10, 20 times. Who knows? You know, maybe you didn't hear it. Uh, <laughs> I teach a fucking podcast class every fucking Sunday because I'm a master podcaster. <laughs> oh, shit. Is that a title? I just made it up. It is now. Fuck's sakes. <laughs> that reminds me of another the great line for The Sopranos when um, Lilo Bron Broncato was like, uh, him and that other idiot, the, the two young stockbroker guys are just fucking hilarious, we all know people like this, not necessarily trying to be like mobsters, but like, just trying to fucking be whatever, and they're just failing so miserably, they're just trying way too hard, it's like, it's absolutely, I just love how much comedy is in that fucking show, anyway, um, what's it called, when, um, they're talking to Vince, uh, fuck, uh, getting my names mixed up now, what the fuck's his name? Robert Proval? Is that his name? I don't know. Whoever fucking plays Richie Aprile, he's really good. He's always good. He's just, I don't know, like, he's one of those guys that could just watch a scene with him like a thousand times. It's just every time just blown away. I don't know. Um, and also, I, I love the, uh, I love the intermittent, or the fucking, the, that role that constantly has to be filled. Like, The Sopranos, to me, if I, if I may, and I probably already made this analogy, will probably not be the last, um, is that it's almost like a goddamn fucking, some kind of fucked up game show, it's like, who can make this fucking, this guy Tony lose his goddamn mind, so every, like, he always has to have at least one, if not multiple, usually multiple people filling the role of just people driving him fucking crazy, and, uh, yeah, Richie was one of the first, I think he was first season, but anyway, I'm just trying to make one fucking simple quote and then move on, don't get me started, um, he was just like, ah, what the fuck? He was making fun of Christopher and his big nose and saying that he like, can, he's, he's got a, he's got a natural canopy. Like he could smoke in the rain with both hands tied on his back. He's Joe Camel, something like, I can't remember shit like that. Uh, and the one guy's like, you can't make shit like that up. And he's like, I just did. <laughs> it's such a stupid thing to say. I don't know. Just the way he responds. Uh, Anyway, what are you going to do? I'm old school, Janice. <laughs> yeah, 
You know what, though? That guy, uh, that character, Richie, is such a piece of shit. But when he gives Tony the fucking jacket and Tony doesn't like it, he gives it to the fucking, uh, the maid's husband or whatever. Um, oh, man, that's just so heartbreaking. It's like, I, you feel so bad for the guy. You know the guy's a piece of shit, but he's still a human being. It's like, fuck. I like how, um, I like when characters have many, um, many dimensions like that, you know, they're not just like good or bad, there's, uh, there's good and bad, or sorry, there, there's good and bad in everyone, I, I truly believe that, including fictional characters, but also real characters, um, but I also like that they show characters like Ralph, your office is a sadistic, sick fuck, um, but it's like, you know, real criminals and like murderers and shit, they seem like, oh, like, you know, in movies they get like glorified or whatever, but they're fucked, like, <laughs> I think, I'm not saying out of any personal experience, like, uh, but, you know, you would just imagine that, you know, if, if a guy was a fucking murderer and he was a fucking piece of shit like that, he'd be more like a fucking Ralphie or a Richie or a fucking whatever, like, they're ruthless, they're sociopathic, and they're fucked, um, so, anyway, I just, I just like people to look at that, you know, like, that's the great that's the great part of that fucking show and so many things like that it's just like instead of glorifying like yeah they they do in a way kind of glorify parts of like being a mobster whatever i always say like the intoxicating part about like movies with like where the hero's like a criminal or like you know fucking you just everybody has that part of them that wants to fucking you know just to be like that you know to just not have to adhere to the laws of fucking man or, or the laws of anyone or even like their own fucking morals and just like you get really mad and fly off the handle just beat the shit out of who, whoever you want and just get away with it you know we all want to fucking we all want to live like that but to be honest in in reality it's it's nothing you you know it's not it's no way to live you know what i mean because you just got to remember in a world where you can just fly off the handle and beat the fucking shit on anyone anyone can beat the shit out of you or your loved ones, and that's no world to fucking live in, you know, it's, you gotta, we're living in a society, <laughs> oh, that was a terrible Jason Alexander, George Costanza impression, oh, I like his take on the George Costanza character, he's talking about an interview with, um, he's talking about Larry David, and he said, like, he's like, this is ridiculous, uh, during, like, uh, making Seinfeld, He's like, uh, no one would ever act like this. No, this is so ridiculous that a character would ever do this. Uh, this is so far from reality. It's stupid. Or something along those lines. I'm not quoting directly. But anyway, Larry David was just like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I wrote this. This is directly from my life. I, I did exactly this. This happened. Like, <laughs> like, when you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, you can see that Larry just is that fucking guy. And, um, <laughs> I fucking love Larry David, but he's one of those guys too that like, he'll show you that you can be the most rich, successful fucking person in the world and people are still going to break your fucking balls and you're still going to be haunted by this self-loathing guilt and shame and fucking, <laughs> I like when someone accuses him of being uh, self-loathing of his Jewish heritage and he's like, I'm self-loathing, but it has nothing to do with being Jewish just a coincidence I suppose but um what's it called ah shit I paused at a red light so you wouldn't have to hear the turning signal and I lost my train of thought what the fuck was I talking about 
Is there anyone, I, I, again, I think I've said this before, but is there anyone on this planet that says a woot? Um, let alone, like, the entire fucking nation of Canada. Like, that's another example of, like, some Americans at some point went to, like, they're probably in, like, Minnesota or something, and someone's like, oh, hey, how you doing there, eh? Okay. And they're like, wow, that's how all of Canada talks. Like, <laughs> it's like, no, uh-huh. That's like my, uh, one of my buddies, is half his family, I think, is from Atlanta, and he was living down there. And when he's younger, he's like, you know, oh, hey, how's it going, everybody? And I'm just talking normal, or at least, uh, you know, that's uh, subjective. But, you know what, though? I find, like, you know, I'm sure we say some words funny, but I think we speak a lot more normally, and I know that's completely fucking uh, ridiculous to say when everyone thinks they sound normal. But... I think a lot, but anyway, yeah, this, he was in Atlanta, and, like, these, like, little fucking Atlanta hillbilly guys have come up and start breaking his balls for being from Canada, I don't understand, like, just thinking you're so much better than someone because you're from a place, I, I, I met a kid from Arizona, and I thought he was, like, because I was from a small town in, you know, in Ontario, and I thought, this guy was the most exotic human being I ever met, I was like, wow, I never met anyone from so far away, and I asked him, you know, I said, has anyone in that fucking place ever used the expression Breaking Bad? And he said, absolutely not. Not once. And I'm like, okay, okay, good. This is going to be important later in life. <laughs> and then eventually they made this show called Breaking Bad. And it became a household name. But where did the expression come from? No one's ever said it. It's the stupidest expression ever. It makes me, What does it mean? It means being bad? Or is it breaking being bad? Uh, breaking... Like, what the fuck? It doesn't make any sense. No one's ever said it. It's so stupid. Uh, I know I've said this before. I'll fucking keep saying it every goddamn day if I have to. <laughs> I let stupid shit bother me. I criticize people for letting stupid shit bother me. Or letting stupid shit bother them. But we're all guilty of this. We all have our bugaboos. Fuck, what was the what was the fucking thing from Step Brothers I was just referencing? He says something about having sex with old ladies for money and blank. What was the other thing? He said those are my two bugaboos. Fuck. Fuck, and I was trying to fucking take a minute to reflect where the fuck I was before I paused, and that's gonna drive me fucking nuts. And later I'm gonna listen to it and I'm gonna be like, fuck, you started 20 fucking things you were saying, you didn't finish them. Ah, what are you gonna do? So, how the fuck did you guys enjoy that goddamn storm? I don't know where you guys were when it happened, but I got uh, fucking hit pretty goddamn hard. Holy shit. Yeah, like just driving in like complete whiteout conditions. I just like uh, sliding all over the fucking ice. Like it was absolutely terrifying. There's just all this shit. And then like you c I couldn't even see the fucking end of my hood. You know, I've been in like fucking blackout or whiteout fucking or, you know, foggy situations where you can't see anything but this was beyond man it was and then you just see a truck barreling down the middle of the fucking road coming at you but you'd have no like almost no time to fucking react and uh then driving out in the middle of the fields like in the country was fucking just terrifying beyond anything i've ever experienced because it's not just like oh i'll get in an accident and smash my car up or i'll fucking uh get in an accident and die like even if you survive the accident, you're out in the middle of nowhere and there's no one coming to save you. There's no one looking for you and no one could find you even if they were. And you're just going to die, freeze to death in the middle of the field. 
And the thing is, I, I used to get lost a lot when I was a kid, like wandering in the woods or wandering wherever. And in the winter, it's fucking terrifying because you get so goddamn cold and you can't fucking navigate by the sun. And you definitely can't navigate where there's shit when you're in the fuck. Like, you know, you're just stuck in the fields and it's like fucking blizzarding everywhere and the cars can't see anything. So they're just going to, if they do see at all, they're just going to run or, or whatever. If you encounter anyone, they're probably going to run you over. So you got to stay the fuck off the road. So it's like, anyway, that I thought was the worst part of that. And then I finally got home. I thought I was going to be safe, but then the fucking power got knocked out for like a, I don't know, a day or day and a half. I, I can't remember. It felt like a really long fucking time. It was about a day and a half because I went out one night all the next day and then halfway through Christmas Day I think it finally came back on. Sometime in the afternoon on Christmas Day I was so goddamn cold. Like everything in my house was freezing and uh, my missus was going all over and above to you know, make sure the food didn't spoil and keep her animals alive. I was just trying to stay warm. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know. She goes way over and above. She's uh, She's got a lot better survival skills. I would have just sat there and fucking froze to death. <laughs> oh, fuck. And then, like, trying to eat, we had nothing to eat like that was warm. But at least we had food. You know what? It could have been so much fucking worse if we didn't have any food. Uh, the, the most... Like, you know, and, like, we, you could wrap up in fucking blankets or whatever and survive a couple of days without power. But, uh, yeah, fuck. It, it's just keeping the animals alive, you know? Fuck. It's a whole thing. We lost some. But uh, it is what it is, right? And then the fucking snow plow wasn't coming. So I just went out and it's just like three feet of fucking snow. Like hard fucking packed icy goddamn snow. And I just started shoveling at like the break of day. And I went until the afternoon. Because something in my brain, it was like in psychosis mode. I'm like, I'm not going back inside. It's too cold. And like the sun came out and then all that shoveling warmed me up. So I'm like, well, shoveling's keeping me warm. And I'm like, as long as I keep shoveling, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> and I just kept shoveling. I shoveled my driveway, the walk, the fucking the lawn, the fucking sidewalk out front and back. Because I, I got an alleyway out back. It's pretty cool. Um, and then unless the plow doesn't show up, then I ended up just shoveling the whole fucking thing. And then there's people out there doing fucking S&Cs. As in stopping chats. That's a fucking... From curb your enthusiasm, you know, you have to do like a stop and chat every time you see somebody. And I'd go way out of my way to like not have that relationship with anyone that I have to see all the time. I try so hard to like it's not that I'm not a social person, I just hate being forced into it every single time I'm coming or going when I have other stuff I want to do or I have other stuff on my mind. And for example, shoveling. It was taking all of my physical ability to keep shoveling. I was in so much fucking physical pain. And people were trying to talk to me, I think. Or at least talk loudly around me so that I could hear them. I had to listen to one guy go through a speech about how he can't fucking shovel. Uh, explaining to someone else. And just like... And like I kept switching positions so I wasn't around anyone. And I wasn't bothering anyone and they weren't bothering me. But then, you know... I, I, I know I'm going to be this guy. I'm not, I'm not far from it. Like where anytime I can't do something physically, I got to go into great deal explaining why I can't and explaining how strong I used to be and tell people about all the things I used to lift or all the fights I used to win. I, I can't wait to be that guy. <laughs> just resting on my fucking laurels. Or, or not not even like just constantly feeling challenged by the presence of someone else. And, and it's like you don't need to fucking compete with me, buddy. 
I don't know who you are. I don't fucking care. Um, and like, shit, I'm not shoveling just because, like, and like, fuck, who gives a shit? Every single day, I have to. Actually, I do empathize because every single day, I have to fucking admit there's more. Maybe not every single day, but all the goddamn time, I have to admit there's something I can't do physically. And some days are worse than others, and you gotta ask for help with shit you used to be able to do, and it's just like, it's so fucking brutal, it's so masculine, it kills your fucking spirit, because you're used to being able to do all this shit, and then all of a sudden you can't do it anymore, and you weren't prepared for that, it's like life was hard enough when you could do that shit, now all of a sudden it's like, ah, fuck, I can't do that anymore, so anyway. I try not to dwell on shit or let it get me down, uh... That's for damn sure. I try to focus on what I still can fucking do. Every day I get to fucking wake up and fucking stand up and fucking move around and do anything is a fucking miracle. You know? So, uh, yeah. It's fucking great. Just having any sort of fucking life left or health or fucking uh, whatever. is You know, if you look at it in that perspective, it could be so much goddamn worse. That's the way I look at it. Um, so anyway... Let that be a lesson to you, you know. Don't, try not to feel too down and out about uh, not being able to do stuff. Um, if you feel yourself constantly having to explain and justify yourself, most of the time no one gives a fuck. I do this too. I'm doing it all the time. Uh, most people don't give a flying fuck. Uh, I don't know. I, I, how the fuck I, I make such a presumptuous fucking statement to, to think that I know what most people think? <laughs> It's fucking absurd when you think about it. Alright, so think about it. And it's absurd because I, I know what people think, alright? I got my fucking fingers on the pulse of every single human being on this planet, alright? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, fuck. Anyway, I'm not good at staying up on, on current events. I loathe the news and I loathe... Uh, it's not that I, I loathe current events. I just, I hate people trying to control you by trying to conjure a fucking emotional reaction out of, out of you. And that's mostly what the news has become. Uh, and or always has been. I don't know why. I, I like the idea. We all love the idea that things are fresh and new. And it makes us feel special. Because everything is generational, you know. Like, every single person believes that they... Uh, worked harder than the younger people. They had more respect and more chutzpah and elbow grease and, uh, you know, all this horse shit. And it's like, or, uh, you know, things were made better in my... I know I go on about this a lot, but, you know, in my day, things were, were better. And it's always in a position where they somehow think they had something to do with that. When they, they, you know, and, and then you had something to do with the opposite. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Usually the, the truth is the opposite. Like, um, it's people buying cheap fucking shit, complaining about cheap fucking shit. It's like, you're the consumer. You control the market in a large way. Not completely. I will never say completely. And people will be like, you get what you pay for. It's like, no, no, you don't. That would be a fucking perfectly fair fucking world. And that's not what we live in. But also, there. I mean, often there's some validity to it, but not enough to say it as a fucking standard. Because you can fucking pay way more for absolute fucking garbage. All right, so uh, and sometimes you can get fucking some of the greatest shit ever for free, like my fucking podcast here, just fucking scooping this shit out, like fuck, you know. 
and it's still not enough. Like I said, like the, the brothers in the hood there, uh, <laughs> some of these local dudes, I used to, used to barbecue for everybody, and um, instead of being like, hey, thanks so much for the free food, you know, I really appreciate it, especially because you guys are fucking poor, and you know, you're generous, generous enough to feed anyone and everyone who fucking shows up, and even if you're strangers, even if you're fucking an asshole. Um, I don't know, the way I was raised is, is you just feed everybody who's there, you know, it's like, what are you going to do? People got to eat, you know, set your bullshit aside and just, you know, fuck, it is what it is. Um, you know, I don't want to eat if someone else is not eating. But every single day, someone else is not eating. And most, I think, not most, uh, most people, uh, don't catch me saying that shit, fuck. <laughs> Way too many people are not eating while I'm eating. I'm supposed to be okay with that. But also, what am I going to do? Fucking just, um, just, uh, kill myself with fucking guilt? It's not rhetorical. It is also what I do. I, I torture myself with guilt. You know, learn that from our boy Larry David. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. Oh yeah, the George Costanza thing I was saying was, because uh, he couldn't believe that anyone would act like that. And Larry David just stood up and was like, that is fucking straight out of my life. I wrote that because that happened to me and that's exactly what I did. <laughs> so he's like, from then on, George Costanza was just like a, a kind of a shitty impression of uh, Larry David, or I think a fantastic impression. I think George, I can't remember what he said, not George, um, Jason Alexander. He's a, he's actually a brilliant actor. He's, he's fucking, actually he's hilarious on Curb Your Enthusiasm because he's upset about being a, <laughs> a, a typecast as a putz and a, and a chump and, a, and whatever. It's just like, I don't think that I think he's fucking hilarious but also I think a short stocky fat bald guy in a shitty windbreaker with no good job or fucking a good no good personality who has constantly new girlfriends every week I think that's very impressive I, I think he's cutting himself short but anyway the real Jason Alexander is actually an extremely talented actor but his character who is essentially himself is like a snobby fucking asshole putz. He's a completely different kind of putz on the fucking show, which I absolutely fucking love. Um, <laughs> it, I don't know. Anyway, if you guys don't watch that show, I fucking hate recommending shit to people, but uh, give that show a watch because it's uh, definitely worth it. Anyway, I gotta go. I gotta run. I love you all. Uh, be well. Keep your stick on the ice and... Um, Ah, uh, fuck, I got no more to sign off there. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm just going to do that thing where I uh, finish the podcast in the middle of my... What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Big Brother Chips Podcast. Oh, yeah. How the fuck do people talk like that, man? It's so hard on the, on the trope. Fuck. Like fucking macho, macho Man Randy Savage. There's a nice fucking... Uh, um, is wrestling still a thing? I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a very egocentric person. If I don't pay attention to something, I assume it doesn't exist anymore. Oh my god, we were, it was so funny. We were at a Christmas dinner. Grandma was saying there was no funny stuff anymore. There was no funny movies or shows. We were talking about the Beverly Hillbillies, and she was saying there was no funny shows anymore. It was just superhero crap. And I'm like, <laughs> it was like humor died in like 1967. Or I think there maybe was a reference to something in the 1980s. And it's like, that was, that's when humor died. There hasn't been anything funny since. Really? <laughs> and then, and then uh, Grandpa's brother, so great uncle, uh, he, he said, um, 
he's like, all the shows are gay now. <laughs> it's just like, it's such a perfect old man remark. He's like, you know, and then he said there was no response, so he said it again. He's like, all the shows are gay. <laughs> oh, fuck. That was classic. I can't wait till I'm a, a I mean, I'm going pretty senile ahead of time, getting, at, getting ahead of schedule, but I can't wait till I'm like a legit old man. I'll just say the most fucking off. Like, I don't know. Do you, but that's the thing. What, what you're saying, it doesn't, like, you don't, you can't really appreciate how fucking hilarious it is when you're that old because you think you're just saying something normal. And it's, <laughs> I don't know. I heard some funny stuff from old people. That's for damn sure. I mean, it's offensive, but it's like, I guess, um, but it's like, uh, it's just like listening to someone like a real old world view or, uh, you know, it's, it's just like, if you're not gonna, you're not gonna fix an old, you know, you gotta focus on younger generations and stuff, you know, you gotta leave them be, let them keep Christmas in their own way. It's from Scrooge, obviously, which is a bad reference because the whole point was helping him find redemption, even though he is an old man help him change his ways. Uh, yeah. Forgot to fucking pack a water. I couldn't find a bottle this morning. This morning. This morning. Uh, <clears throat> you should always uh, drink more water. Drink tons of fucking water. I, uh, I have a hard time keeping myself hydrated. It's fucking stupid. It's like one of the easiest fucking steps to, uh, to, to being healthy is to just drink way more water. You don't even have to start dieting, you don't even have to start exercising, just start drinking more water. Try to drink like at least a gallon a day, or uh, four liters or whatever. You know, one of those big ass jugs. Actually, one New Year's, it was funny, me and my my best pal, we were uh, doing um, this thing where instead of like the normal thing you do with your buddies is like, you fucking bust their balls to drink more. Oh, come on, drink more, oh, come on, have another shot, oh, come on, have another beer, come on, let's go, chug, chug, chug. We were doing that, but with water. Come on, have another fucking glass of water. Come on, man. You gotta get that jug finished. Come on, let's go. Have another fucking water. <laughs> you know. Oh my god, I was talking to this truck driver, man. Holy shit. Um, the guy's in his 60s. He drinks like fucking 13 extra large fucking triple triples a day from Tim Hortons or wherever. He's from America, so whatever. Um, but like, fucking 12 extra large fucking like ridiculous coffees from the coffee shop which is like fucking 16 cups of coffee and there's full of, full of all kinds of crazy shit too they, they add fucking addictive chemicals into that shit I don't know what are you gonna do I mean caffeine itself is addictive that's for damn sure um but anyway and then the guy just smokes like fucking three or four packs of cigarettes a day and then he's like, yeah, I went to the doctor. And they're like, you know, how much uh, water do you drink? And he's like, uh, don't. It's <laughs> like, how the fuck are you even alive? And then the next time another truck driver showed up. I love the American truck drivers because these guys are mostly from the South and they're fucking characters. They're, I mean, all Americans are from some South of here, but I mean the South, so you know what I mean. And uh, they're fucking hilarious. They're just, they're all characters. Whether what they're saying is good, bad, or that's not a thing. You want to hear someone say some off-color shit? <laughs> Talk to someone from like a small town in, a, in the south. It's like going back in time. But anyway, the um, yeah, like, uh, another guy showed up. 
and they, he's like, yeah, that guy, uh, I don't remember his name, I wouldn't say it on here, but it, uh, he's like, yeah, he had a heart attack. I'm like, is that his first heart attack? He's like, yeah, we're all fucking shocked. I'm like, yeah, I figured that was like a 17th heart attack. And we started talking about how the guy just lives off of fucking cigarettes and a ridiculous amount of cigarettes and coffee and, and not, no water and it's just like <laughs> the one thing that was he's skinny as a fucking rail uh, I was telling my uncle about this I'm like how the fuck do truckers live off just cigarettes and coffee and he's like well is he skinny as a rail like he will die but <clears throat> the one thing is when you get fat no one has ever fucking been able to keep like themselves big and survive even if you're muscly, like, it's fucking... Even if you're a fucking muscly Adonis like myself, you still have to, uh... You know, your body... Your, your heart can only pump so much, right? So it's like, fuck, you gotta lose the goddamn weight. It sucks. Like, cause I fucking... I eat when I'm stressed and I eat when I'm fucking, uh... Happy, I like to fucking overindulge. It's like the hardest vice to kick. Anyway, speaking of life-crushing vices and other fun topics, I uh, wrote this down because it was a funny uh, fucking anecdote or analogy that I, I observed. Because uh, <clears throat> so I was I was reading this book about like mobsters or whatever. They're explaining like how there's so many of them have like really bad coke problems because once once like organized crime got involved with like fucking drugs. You have access to, like, insane amounts of fucking any drug you could fucking think of. So, a lot of them will fucking, you know, take a little taste here or there. And then next thing you know, they're fucking addicted. But it's like, it's so hard to resist the temptation. You know, because most people can't afford that much cocaine or don't have access to that much. And then, uh, so it's a lot easier to not do it. But these guys, they have so much. But anyway, um, I was in the, I was in my warehouse and I was working and I've got, like, fucking 30,000 square miles of bubble wrap and I just fucking started popping and popping and popping like you know how satisfying it is to pop bubbles uh bubble wrap I don't know if you guys have ever done this but it's very satisfying anyway uh I was like wow this is like you know like one of those mobsters that has endless access to fucking <laughs> to, to this addictive substance my big bubble wrap and uh I don't know, you, you guys see that, you know, how that's an amusing, uh, fucking comparison, huh? I wrote it down so I had to fucking say it, alright? I thought it was hilarious when I wrote it down. Stop breaking my balls! I'll tell you, what I do have access to is endless fucking anecdotes like that, brilliant thoughts, humorous observations, and I'm fucking giving them to you. I'm just giving this shit away. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't even call that a controlled substance because I'm out of control. Oh man, yesterday was a bit of a rough day. Had a couple of fucking rough jobs. Fucking rough. I actually was like, uh, I was carrying this insanely heavy fucking furniture. Uh, it's just too goddamn heavy. But not, not just too fucking heavy. It wasn't just physical pain. Like, while I was carrying it, people were, like, busting my balls and talking to me and, like, asking me stupid questions. And it just makes me fucking crazy. I can't fucking stand that shit. I, I just don't get it. Like, I, I couldn't imagine, like, you know, you go up to someone in the gym who's lifting big heavy weights and just be like, Hey, how you doing? Oh, you come here often and you lift a lot of these weights? Is this, uh, is this what you lift? And just, like, uh, <laughs> in the middle of trying to do something. I don't know. Actually, that was great when Eddie Hall fucking stopped for an interview when he was doing, like, he was breaking a, love, a record for deadlifts. 
but it was awesome that he did that because it's so fucking absurd to stop in the middle of a lift and talk to somebody <laughs> and everyone knows that you know that's uh, that's what made it so great that he did that but anyway I put this shit down and I'm like Whew. Uh, because it was fucking painful as shit this fucking furniture and this lady's like are you okay I'm like like shut the fuck up like stop like they just and they're just talking to me the whole time these people it's bad enough when you have one person in, in a in a pair that like you're in a group or in a house that's like annoying as fuck but you can't double up and triple up like you can't fucking team up like usually when one person's being super annoying the other person can observe it and vice versa because like you know you don't realize often how annoying you can fucking be until you take a step back and then you're like oh my god you know is that what I'm like? Holy shit. But anyway, I, I can't stand that too when people are like, Are you okay? Like, fuck off. Like, I, I'm fine. And if I wasn't, what the fuck is the follow-up here? Like one time we had these super annoying fucking customers. And usually when you have an annoying customer, like sometimes you can take one for the team and you split up. That way one guy can get some work done while the other person just absorbs all the fucking annoying bullshit fucking like you know you just try to distract them keep them entertained because that's what you're doing it's not just a job you're not just doing work you're there to fucking entertain it it should be billed as a performance i mean fuck that's what it becomes anyway oh fuck but then they fucking split up on us and they, they, they oh it's just like i don't know some people they just have nothing like some people are overstimulated you understand you know you have too much fucking video games tiktok fucking youtube all this fucking stimulation all this noise and sounds and all this shit going on at once and it's too much overstimulation some people are so goddamn understimulated they have nothing to fucking do and then as soon as you get there they're just like, oh my god oh my god people oh my god oh my god just like a fucking dog but dogs aren't like usually annoying they're fucking usually just like because they're, they're not just sitting there judging you. I don't know, unless you have a judgmental dog. Cats, that's what cats do. They fucking judge you. There's no fucking doubt in your mind about that. <laughs> Fuck the fucking smoke bastards. But, uh, anyway. I just I just can't stand that someday. Are you okay? When it's like, oh my god. Like, god. Oh yeah, so anyway, this lady, I fucking fell down in the snow because, like, they wouldn't stop talking to me. I'm, like, completely distracted. I'm dragging the shit through the snow. And it's like, instead of fucking spending all your time and energy busting our fucking balls, why don't you fucking get a shovel and shovel this fucking snow? Anyway, <laughs> I fucking fell down in the snow, like, while I was carrying this shit. And, uh, the lady's like, oh my god, are you okay? And I'm like, no. And there was no follow-up. Like, she just didn't have anything prepared for that answer. She just needed me to say that I was okay to soothe her fucking nerves. To make her feel better. You know what I mean? It's just like, what the fuck? Like, leave me alone. Like, no, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm injured. What are you going to do? What's the next step, doctor? Like, fuck, are you going to come over here and fucking heal me or some shit? Like, you're not going to do shit, so why the fuck are you asking? Why the fuck can't you just leave me alone? Oh, my God. But, yeah, this lady yesterday, I was so fucking... I was already mad. Are you okay? Like, uh. Anyway, uh, Charlie Murphy had a good fucking, uh, he was talking about this, and he had this really annoying girlfriend, I guess, that was just like, are you okay? Are you okay? Like, just constantly asking if he's okay. He's like, bitch, I'm a grown-ass man. 
Like, fuck, yeah, I'm okay. And it's like, what if I'm not okay? What are you going to do? What the fuck are you going to do to make me okay? Like, if I'm not okay, I'm not looking to you for answers. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, it's, you know what I mean? Because then it's just a point where you're just reassuring this fucking person. It's like, oh my god. Anyway. Tis what it is. Oh my god. Then we went to the next fucking place. The place was so fucking gross. It's not in me to judge. I don't like to judge anybody. But, like, there was just fucking shit everywhere. Like, there's shit all over the fucking lawn. I mean, excrement. Not just fucking garbage and junk everywhere. I mean, fucking fecal matter. Uh, then inside was so goddamn gross. And then I guess we showed up a little bit early. And the lady was, like, freaking out going on. And I just spent, like, ten minutes explaining how we were supposed to be there earlier. And we showed up. Uh, or where they were supposed to be there later. So they're not ready. And the place is a little bit messy. And you go in there and it's like, this place has not been cleaned since before the, the 1900s. This is the like, you know what I mean? You've got over a century of filth. Like there's so much fucking disgusting shit. Like this room reeks of piss. Like I had a piss, but I, like, I've been burned so many times asking people like this to use their bathrooms. You, I, I have to like piss like 20 times a day. So I have to use a lot of customers' bathrooms and it's, Horrific. I've seen things I'll never unsee. Because when a when a regular room, like when the kitchen and the laundry room reek like fucking piss, and there's like, you know, it's that bad, you can't even imagine how bad the bathroom is gonna be. Um, anyway, it's just like yeah. And then I was just like, maybe I should just like piss directly on the floor because I don't think you can even notice. It's like holy fuck. How can you have that much piss and green in your walls and your floors? And then, yeah, and then just be like, well, we, you know, the place is a bit messy because you're supposed to come in the afternoon. It's like, okay, so if we come back in an hour, this place will be spotless. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Shut the fuck up. Like, and I'm, I'm not here to judge. I want to get in and out as fast as possible. Instead of spending 20 minutes fucking busting our balls and going over all this shit, why don't you just fucking let us do the job? Oh, my God. And then, like, I guess I wasn't, like, happy enough when I went in there. And she's like, well, someone is not very happy today. Like, I had not said a single thing, I just didn't, I, I, like, she wasn't impressed enough with my, it's like, lady, you have the most disgusting, filthy, shitty fucking house on the planet, you're the most annoying fucking person in the world, and instead of being embarrassed by any of that or concerned with anything on your end, you're worried about me, and you're not worried about if I'm fucking doing a job good enough, if I'm good enough to do this job or what I'm doing is good enough. You're worried about my fucking mood. So you're basically reading my fucking emotions and, and, and then fucking making an observation. And then you're giving me a hard time. Like, I'm supposed to feel bad for not looking, not seeming happy enough. To, I got to convince you that I'm fucking happy for some fucking reason. Like, even if that is your observation, shut the fuck up. Like, why the fuck are you saying that shit to me? It was like, someone's got a case of the Mondays. Even though it was Friday. It's like, fuck, I've got a lot to be unhappy about. But, like, that's my own fucking business. Who the fuck are you? Like, sh I don't know, man. I just, I don't understand that. I don't understand busting people's balls for their fucking facial expressions or how you, how you think they're feeling. Like, getting mad at someone for how you think they're feeling. Like, can you imagine needing to control all the people around you to the point where you're fucking legitimately angry and upset that they don't have the mood that you want them to have? Like, they're not in, like, they're not, they don't have the... I don't know. It's it's like Jesus fucking Christ.
Like, uh, I remember watching that fucking stupid bar rescue show where the guy goes in and just yells at everybody like a fucking idiot. Um, and, oh, yeah, yeah, they're always giving the bartenders a hard time for not smiling. They say they have to smile. Like, shut the fuck up. Nobody has to fuck. You can't tell somebody that they have to fucking smile or they have to feel a certain way. Like, fuck off. I don't give a shit if my fucking bartender's smiling or he's fucking frowning or he's like, I don't give a shit. Like, you know what I want from a bartender? A fucking drink. Like, that's what I want. Like, fuck. God damn. And why the fuck would a bartender be smiling? He's surrounded by a bunch of drunk fucking morons. He's got to work and everyone's being a fucking idiot and annoying the shit out of the guy. I'm going to go up and be like, well, so it seems like somebody's not in a good mood. Like, ah. Oh. God, I'm not going back there. The bartender wasn't even smiling. <laughs> like, fuck. What a fuck. I don't know. Some people are cons. God damn it. But anyway, the uh, the day had a happy ending. Um, because we... Well, I mean, as far as jobs go, it sounds like you got, got like, tugged off at the end of a, a massage. <laughs> um, the fucking... We went to the, the last house, it was like this nice farmhouse. They had fucking dogs that came out to greet us. We got to pet the dogs. Everyone in the house was really nice. The customer even like afterwards, she didn't bust our balls. She was like a young lady that actually had stuff to do instead of just hovering around us asking us stupid fucking questions and giving us a hard time pretending like, or like pretending that they're helping. The best is like when you hear someone who's like on the phone, it's like, I gotta go, I gotta go, the guys are here. Uh, with the, with the, like, you know, you're there to, like, put in a washing machine or something. Guys are here with the washing machine. I gotta go. And it's just, like, they're, they're, like, explaining, like, as if they have to, like, like, no, you don't have to go. We were so relieved when the phone rang because we thought you'd be distracted. And, like, stop busting our fucking balls. Like, or, like, no, please, explain. Why do you have to go? Like, what, what part of this job are you going to be involved with? Other than making it so much fucking worse with your bullshit. But anyway... Yeah, the last one I even told the lady, I was like, oh, this is the best job we've done today. It was absolutely wonderful. She's like, really? I thought this one would be challenging. I'm like, there was like a couple physical challenges of getting in and out of the house. But that is like so far down the fucking like line when it comes to like things that make a job difficult. The fact that someone just lets us fucking work and that doesn't like constantly need our attention. Like, God, look at me, look at me, look at me. Like, <laughs> That's the uh, that's the biggest factor right there. So it's just like I don't know. And they were really nice people. We were talking to them because you know they don't. And like farmers in general, not always, but like 99 percent of the time, farmers are the best customers because they just they don't have any. They're not like fussy. They don't give a shit if there's like some slight imperfection or something. It's just like they have like one question: Does it work? That's it. And that's and I, I love that. Um, but anyway. You gotta, you gotta take the good with the bad, you know. We meet fucking inter very cool, interesting people all the time. A lot of, even, even a lot of the, the really annoying people are still interesting. Like I always say, uh, every single person is unique because everyone has lived a unique life, so every single person is interesting, and you can learn from every single person, even if it's learning how to control your fucking anger and not, not, uh, not slap the living shit out of them. But uh, let that be a lesson to you. <laughs> but it's also a huge bonus when uh, customers have dogs and pet. These ones were, were fucking awesome. They had a chocolate lab and a black lab puppy. But it was weird because you could tell this puppy wasn't full grown. Usually black labs are such fucking shit disturbers. 
uh, when they're puppies. I mean, all puppies are shit disturbers. That's their job, right? Just like kids, it's their job to be shit disturbers and cause trouble. But, uh, yeah, this one was so fucking well behaved. One time I was working with a guy in the fucking, there's, there's puppies at the one house, and uh, it was a snowy day, and the whole, they had no lawn, they ripped the whole thing up, it was all mud, and <laughs> the fucking puppies kept taking his shoes, this guy was working with, and fucking taking off, and then <laughs> it turned into this whole ordeal. Oh, uh, fuck. I mean, it's funny now, but at the time, it was fucking so goddamn annoying. Anyway, I love you all, be well, and... Uh, I hope you guys had a great Christmas. Today's New Year's Eve, so uh, have a happy new year, you filthy animal.